ready to stop spinning your wheels and start moving your business forward, you're in the right place. On each episode of Accelerate to Achieve, we'll discuss a crucial step in the journey, offering tips and advice that you can apply immediately within your own company. From financial management to customer success to digital transformation, we'll cover it all while providing leadership lessons from top industry insiders. In just 15 minutes, you'll be inspired to build momentum through action and achieve incredible results. Welcome to Accelerate to Achieve, the podcast that moves you from question to answer and idea to execution. Hello and welcome back to the latest edition of the Accelerate to Achieve podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Walter, the founder of Perils Advisory. In our service and knowledge-based economies, building connection and trust is more imperative than ever. And no matter the industry or where you fall in business, there's just no escaping it. On the podcast with us today is someone with in-depth experience in this area, having spent over 25 years in the banking and financial services industry. Now, with extensive experience at the senior executive level, our guest today, Ed Regal, has led corporate lending and new business development efforts from the commercial banking through privately held middle market levels. His expertise lies in relationship-based lending, having assumed leadership roles at several institutions, as well as serving as an advisor to many C-level executives of closely held businesses and technology startups. This has given him an incredible breadth of perspective and understanding of what drives successful organizations. Ed, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Ryan. It's my pleasure. You know, before we get into all this, because maybe we'll just make the podcast real short because I'm wrong, but, you know, do we really have to worry about all this soft stuff? Everybody tells me, just get the work done. Just, you know, finish your task list and get going. Or is there really something to all this? Tell us why. Well, I, I, I do believe you need the soft stuff. I, I believe it needs to work in concert with the the actual getting things done concept as well, too. But um, I think for an organization to be sustainable um, from an ongoing perspective, as well as um, profitable uh, from an ongoing perspective, I, I think it's very important to, to wed the two concepts. One, you have to get things done, but two, you have to talk about the soft stuff. You have to talk about the relationships and the relationship management. Um, results are expected, but results will fluctuate greatly outside of other macroeconomic factors, but um, they, will, they will fluctuate greatly uh, if you don't have a good relationship structure in place. And by that, I mean, you know, people are gonna leave you uh, your clients are going to leave you, your business, and therefore your revenue will fluctuate if you're not doing the right thing for them, regardless of the price that they're receiving for the service that they get. And, you know, I'd like to dive a little bit deeper. Your background's extensive. You've worked, obviously, a lot of background in financial services, lending, banking, but, you know, your advisory experience has let you see things, you know, different stages of business development throughout, you name the industries. How has that informed you on this subject over time? And maybe how has it matured your, your feelings about it? Yeah, that's, um, that, that's a very insightful question. Um, I think, you know, when I start, I believe, I should say not I think, I believe that when I started out, you know, 
in, in the banking industry in, in 1990, um, you know, I, I had a, I have a high level of empathy associated with who I am as a person. So for me, um, you know, I sort of came at it from, from that, you know, from that sort of a lens perspective, that's how I looked at things. Um, and I, and I know for a fact, I don't believe, I know for a fact that I've only continued to hone that thought process and it's only become more, um, prevalent, uh, in my daily interactions with clients, um, or the rest of, you know, the team with whom I work, wherever, wherever that may be. Um, I, one thing I learned a number of years ago from a local author in local Philadelphia author is this gentleman, Ed Wallace, and it, it's in his book called building relationships that last. And one of the things that I always, after reading that, uh, one of the things that I've always taken from there is I want to distinguish myself and I always advise my clients to distinguish themselves from their competition, not differentiate themselves, because the distinguishing characteristic is, is what's going to show them why they should stay with you. How they differ could be a matter of price. And we all know that, you know, while we don't want to pay more for something, sometimes we don't mind paying a little bit more if we feel the value that we receive um, is worthwhile, um, you know. Price is what you pay, and value is what you receive. So like, if we dive a little deeper into maybe that connection level with individuals, you know, what does that really mean to have a connection with someone? And, and is it the same as empathy? Is there an overlap? Or you know, what's the difference in your mind? Oof. Um, to, to me, the connection is everything for me. That's the energy that gets me up in the morning. Uh, the desire to serve a client um, and provide them the highest level of, of experience in a, not from a, my level of experience, but their enjoyment perspective, no matter, no matter what it is. Um, I, I think that's the most important thing. And, um, you know, for me, that is my prime motivator. Um, and when I've times in my career have not necessarily had as much of a client facing role, um, I find that I don't have, I don't, don't have the same energy that I do when I'm uh, out there either working directly or assisting my colleagues in, uh, in, in a client facing role. I think, you know, if I take it from there, let's then look at, you know, who might our clients or stakeholders be? And, and I think for many of us, they often break down internal versus external. Do you see a difference or a need for a difference in approach and how we deal with them? Or is it really all one and the same? Um, I, I believe it's all one and the same. And just to highlight your internal and external concept, you know, the, you, from a financial sector perspective, um, you usually have a a client facing person. Um, but that client facing person, um, much like the analogy when people talk about ducks floating on the water, they don't see how hard they're paddling underneath. And, and there's a, there are the people that are back at the office that don't necessarily and should get the credit um, they deserve for actually making that client facing person, person seem as smooth as they are gliding across the water. Um, and I think it's very important. And in, in hiring, I look for people with, you know, that level and that desire for, um, 
for providing a high quality, high level of service because those are the people that I want to bring along and help them to become the client facing person. Um, you know, you, you've got to have your foundation strong in your office um, so that you have the ability to serve the client in a very seamless manner. So I view them yeah, to be one and the same. And something you said there really kind of kind of tied in actually, I think, to what I want to ask you next. And it's often you know, something I talk a little bit about, which is often the the work needed to get the really hard stuff done, often called change management, lies below the waterline. I like to use the, the iceberg reference, you know, 90% of it floats there and, and keeps the other 10% up. Um, and getting major change transformation done across organizations is hard and it involves connecting with people. Um, and it's often misunderstood. And I think there's a lot of uh, analogy there, perhaps with the concept of switching costs and financial services. Do you mind explaining that a little bit more and kind of how that's important to the whole uh, perspective you take on things as you, you know, approach relationships and approach how you interact with others? Well, you know, first let's define switching costs. I think most of the people understand, but, you know, switching costs are those expenses that you will incur when you don't like the service at one place and want to switch to another. And they may be financial in nature. If you think about a, you know, commercial lending situation, there may be prepayment penalties um, that come with uh, taking a loan from one institution and moving it to another. But there's also the, the, the time and energy um, component and the relearning or the, the new training. You know, every place has a similar portal, but it might not be the same. So I have to learn how to, oh, this is how I need to do it here. I have to learn how to do that. And um, I try and avoid switching costs at, at, all, at all costs, no pun intended, um, by trying to provide a very high level of service. Um, you know, you also have to look at most service businesses, if not all, are commoditized in some way, shape, or form. Um, so the real difference is is how you service that client. And I know we've talked, we've spoken about that today. And um, I, I believe that you can, I mean, switching costs are there and people will pay them if if they're provided enough reasons, uh, and those reasons are usually negative experiences. So you really, it's, it, it, it's the positive experience, it's the positive relationship growth. And most importantly, if you have a relationship team in place, now you're, now you're servicing the client where, where your client may call and say, ask for me, but I'm not there, but the person who, you know, they'll also know that there's two other people on that team that um, while they're not the point people, they know they can still get their work done and they can get their questions answered. So, you know, you've asked me about switching costs. I've explained what they are, but I believe they're thoroughly avoidable um, if you do things the right way. Yeah, and it's funny, I think as I, I look at that and take that maybe a step further, um, you know, the pain we often go through when it comes to strategic change can be avoided the same way, you know, if we take these different things into consideration, if we take the impact of change to others into account, um, we can definitely, you know, grease the skids, reduce the friction in the same way. So, I, like I said, I, I think you really hit on an important issue there. And kind of with that, I kind of want to draw things to a close here and really ask you, 
Now, what advice would you give listeners to those who just maybe feel like this is great, but I'm not sure I know how to connect or get to my client, or I think I'm rolling into this commoditization trap you kind of referenced before, you know, what should I do? Where do I start? Yeah, I think you need to start with, um, um, you, you need to be a fly on your own wall. And, you know, there are people that, um, and I've seen this in every entrepreneur I've ever worked with, you apportion however many hours in a day, you either work on the business or you work in the business. Most of the time, I'll tell you out of eight hours of a day, if they're working, the, the entrepreneur is working in the business. They're physically doing, they're making it happen. I think you need to set some perspective and look at what you're doing and learn how to work on the business. And you need to give yourself, and I think perspective is that, that key word, you need to put yourself up on, be a fly on your own wall and look at how you, your organization interfaces with the client. Um, from a support perspective, from a technology perspective, from a day-to-day -day perspective, um, what are you doing to stay in front of your client? Uh, the, the former mayor of New York had this great saying, whenever he was out in front of his constituents, he'd always say in, in his great New York accent, how am I doing? How am I doing today? How am I doing? And I think, I, I think everybody should be a little, have a little Ed Koch in them and really, you know, go back and, and ask their clients and, and ask not only their clients, but also ask the people that serve the client and those people that help the people that serve the client. How am I doing? What are we doing? What can we do better? How can we make the client experience second to none? And I think that's the most important thing. That's where I would start if I were advising somebody. And then we'd work through uh, other aspects. But I think that that would be the big general question I would ask. Well, you know, I think that's a great place to end. And I think, you know, uh, heeding our own advice, I'll put it out to our uh, audience and say, hopefully we're doing okay. And hopefully you feel this was valuable to you, but we're also always open to feedback and we'd welcome that. So again, Ed, I'd like to thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate the feedback and thanks for bringing in two Eds. So, um, you know, in, in one podcast, we get two Eds are better than one. So we appreciate that <laughs> advice and feedback from both of you. Thank you. You know, there's rarely a shortcut to success. And as we've seen today, results and staying power depend on how we approach things for the long term. And in particular, our view with a lens towards people. I hope you've enjoyed today's discussion and that Ed's insight has shed some new light on things for you. Thank you for listening today. I look forward to joining you on the next episode. Until then, I'm Ryan Walter, and remember that solving your biggest business problem begins when you decide to accelerate your approach and achieve more. At Parrell's Advisory, our focus is your business's future. Having the right insight, experience, and perspective makes all the difference when tackling far-reaching issues within your company. We are here to simplify the steps, unlock your potential, and move you forward making your vision a reality. We've helped startups achieve massive growth, mid-sized businesses navigate digital transformation, and enterprises embrace innovation. Wondering how to jumpstart your business and move it forward? Contact us to discuss your audacious goals during a complimentary consultation. Thank you for listening to this episode of Accelerate to Achieve. 
If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen. Don't forget to share the show with others who want more for their businesses. Got a question, feedback on the program, or interested in being a guest? Simply go to parallel.co forward slash A2A podcast and send us a message. That's P A R R E L S dot CO forward slash A, the number two, A dash podcast. To learn more about our work or to book a consultation, visit us at parallel.co forward slash contact. Until next time, remember that solving your biggest business problems begin when you decide to accelerate your approach and achieve more.